Good morning, everybody. What a glorious day to worship the Lord. We have a wonderful service in store for you today. I'm going to start out with a, a, one of my favorite worship songs called This Is Amazing Grace. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Who is mighty and much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. That's right. Who shakes the whole world? in holy thunder who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace it is unfailing love that you would take my place I sing for that's what you've done for me isn't that right church who brings our chaos back into order who makes an orphan a son or daughter the king of glory the king of all the kings nations in justice shines the sun in all its brilliance the king of glory the king above our king this is amazing grace it's right his unfailing love that he would take my That's what you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb. Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb. Who was slain? Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Oh, it's amazing grace. Come on. It's unfailing love that you would take my place. 
and you would bear the cross and you would lay down your life that I would be set free That's what you've done for me. Isn't that right, church? That's what he's done for me. That's what he's done for me. That's what he's done for you, too. That's what he's done for me, and that's what he's done for you. His amazing grace is, 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 what, we, is what we get, and uh, it's, it's such a wonderful way to just sing to his, 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 uh, to his glory. And you know, we all need the Lord, and this is another great worship song called, Lord, I Need You. Lord, I come and I confess, bowing here, you see I find rest. Without you, I fall apart, you're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. You're my one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, I need you. My sin runs deep, but your grace is more, where grace is found, it's where you are, where you are, I am free, holy, holy Christ in me. Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour, I need you, you're my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, I need you, teach my song, and I'll rise to you. When temptation comes our way, I cannot stand or fall. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Here we go. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. 
for my one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, I need you. You're my one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, I need need you. everybody. It's so good to see you this fine Sunday morning. Uh, just a few announcements for you all. Uh, today we are not going to be having any elementary uh, or toddler lesson on Facebook. We're uh, just taking a week off, but we'll be back next week. So be sure to tune in next week at 1230 on Facebook. Sully and Karen are going to be teaching today. It's going to be on From Messes to Miracles. So you're not going to want to miss out on that lesson today at 12.30 on YouTube. Um, we're so excited that you're here today. Again, just as a reminder, the election is coming up. It's November 3rd. It's this Tuesday. Um, so please make sure to get out and vote. Um, you can uh, drop your ballot in the mail. We usually like to go into the mail, the post office, and drop it off inside the post office uh, just to make sure it's safe and secure. You can drop it off at a um, ballot drop-off location. Uh, you can go drop it off at a voting center or go into a voting center. But please make sure and vote um, on or before November 3rd. Uh, yeah, and so just some resources, just as a reminder, uh, we are going to, uh, we have Decision Magazine, if you can go to decisionmagazine.com, and the website should be below me. And if you just click the menu and click current issue, there's a lot of information regarding the presidential candidate positions and the party platforms. That will be really helpful for you as you review your ballot and decide who to vote for. Uh, you can also learn about what's at stake in this election for the unborn, for the family, for religious liberty, and for our federal courts, and international religious freedom, too. Um, that's also an important issue. Um, then also you can go to electionforum.com. There is uh, there's a L.A. County voter guide. Actually, there's a lot of different counties, but since we're in L.A. County, we keep pointing you to the L.A. County one. But if you're in Orange County or San Bernardino or Riverside or Ventura or anywhere in California, there's actually a county voter guide. Uh, you just click the menu, and then you click election, and then you click voter guide, and then there's um, a tab on the page that uh, refers to the California voter guides and then you have to hit LA County um, and then lastly so that's if you uh, for local races for judicial candidates uh, for like district attorney those that has information from a biblical perspective we want to vote our biblical values and then uh, lastly savecalifornia.com uh, you, you click the pro family election center banner at the top and that will give you a guide uh, on the state propositions. Lastly, you can track your ballot at whereismyballot.sos.ca.gov. Really important to make sure your ballot gets counted. Um, so anyway, we just want to lastly, we want to pray one last time for the election um, that's coming up on November 3rd, that God will speak to us and give us discernment and wisdom as we cast our ballot. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for his cleansing blood, Father. Lord, we thank you that you've put us in a country where we can share our faith with others freely, Father. Lord, we just pray that you give us discernment to know who will um, 
be implementing biblical values as part of policy in this country, not just at the presidential level, Father, but at a state and local level in Congress, in our state legislature, with the district attorney, with the propositions, Father Lord. Just please give us guidance and wisdom and knowledge, Father Lord. We just pray that a revival is coming, Father Lord. We just pray that you would be with us, Father Lord. Lord, give us discernment and love, Father Lord. Love for those who disagree with us or who may not see things the same way, Father Lord. Let us be different, Father. And as a result of our love, Lord, that you would just bring a revival in this land, that you would... um, just turn our land back to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, also, Operation Christmas Child, uh, you can come to the church on Tuesday or Thursday from 10 to 2 or on Sunday mornings to pick up your uh, Operation Christmas Child box. It's so important during this time that we continue to spread the, the message of the gospel. There's so many kids and children out there that have, uh, that have just, you know, that have, whoops, I almost lost my my notes, that there's so many kids and children out there that have really suffered on, from COVID in foreign countries and overseas, and it's just great that we have Operation Christmas Child and Samaritan's Purse to love on them and to spread the gospel. It really is uh, an important tool uh, for us to be spreading the gospel around the world, and missions is so important because there's so many unreached people around the world. So you can pick up your box from 10 to 2. They're due November 22nd. Uh, my mom and dad are here for personal time with Pastor. Uh, PTP time for short. You just want to come. If you want to get healed, you can come on Thursday at 2 o'clock. If you just want to have a socially distanced lunch with them or get all your questions asked, come from 10 to 2 on Tuesday and Thursday. And lastly, if you want to tithe, you can go to our website. It's uh, newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. Or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. Okay, thank you so much. And now I think Ron's going to come up and give us another song. kind of listen to this one as we sing it. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you hope of a life spent with you so here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God you're together lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven. Humbly you came into earth you created all for the sake you came for. 
So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. And I'll never know how much it costs to see the sin upon your cross and I'll never know how much it costs to see the sin upon the cross here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to Amen. Can you say that? Here I am to worship, to bow down before you and say that you're my God. What a wonderful God we have. Wonderful, wonderful God we serve. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a God that is near to us when we cry out to you. You're near to us when we're in trouble and you deliver us, set us free. Deliver us from all of our enemies and are ever present in time of trouble. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a wonderful God, that you love us so much, you care about us, and you love us with an everlasting love. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to New Heart Foursquare Church. And we want to give you uh, part two of the message, The Change That Lasts. Now, the first message was really well received on Facebook. We actually had 271 views. That means people want to change. They want to be more conformed like Christ. How many of you want to change? How many of you want to be more like Christ? Not be the way that you used to be, but be the way that God wants you to be. So the Bible says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. That means we can't be 36 years old and still be in spiritual diapers, crying about every little thing. Oh, wah, wah, wah. No, you can't be that way. You have to be grown up, mature, grown in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, we know that we're born from above. The Bible says that we have his divine nature on the inside of us. Can I get an amen? That's what we're supposed to be. But you know what? Our actions and our words sometimes betray us. And it makes it look like we're not even Christians because of the things that we do and things that we say. And so I last week talked about the three uh, ways that we respond to situations. And the first one was a reflex action. In other words, somebody might say something to you and you, re you reflex react to them. They might say, hey, you're ugly. And your immediate reflex action is, well, you're ugly too. 
That's so easy to do, but that's not the way God wants us to be. That's like retaliation. But the Bible says that we are supposed to give good for evil. If someone gives us evil, we're not supposed to give evil back to them. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I know some of you are good at that. Some of you are still learning how to do that, to have a a, a good reaction. So, uh, uh, you know, like the other day, uh, we sent a post out talking about the uh, initiatives and the candidates and the platforms. And we got a kind of a nasty reply from two of our friends, or one was a friend, one was just an acquaintance. And uh, my son says, well, how do we respond to them, Dad? I go, just tell them we love them. And we're just giving them information and they uh, can do whatever they want to do. We value their opinion and uh, tell them that we love them. So we got a, a post back saying, I'm so sorry, Pastor Chuck. I, I, I know you're just giving us information. I, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we love you too. And the other woman who I didn't know, she said, you know what? I, I think I need to check my, my attitude and my reaction and the way I look at things and the way I speak. So I said, that's good. The Bible says what? A soft answer turns away wrath. So if you just want to fuel fire with fire, you're going to get a bigger fire. But if you give a soft answer, they can't do anything but just say, Okay, I love you too. So if you want to be a witness to your spouse, to your family, to your friends at school, to your workers, then cut down on your reflex action. Don't respond so quickly in a negative way. Do the, now the other way to react is a reflective action. In other words, you think about it, you reflect on it, you say like, hmm, uh, I could say what I want to say, but I probably shouldn't say that. I probably should say what the Lord wants me to say. Amen? Well, what does the Lord say? It says, love your enemies, uh, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. So I would put that in the category if someone calls me ugly, that they hate me. But, you know, the way you respond makes a difference because you can win them over to yourself and to Christ by just loving them. You could say, well, this is the way the Lord made me. Do you have any suggestions? I mean, how can we improve this? (laughs) Amen. So the Bible says that we must be children of our Father, which is in heaven. He says, if you only love those that love you, what reward have you? Don't even the publicans do the same thing? But how is it that you can love someone that is not lovable? The Bible says if you can do this, you are mature in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it says, take no account of an evil done to it. Pay no attention to a suffered wrong. So what do we do in that situation? We don't pay attention to it. We just let it go by. And as they say, take the higher ground. Now, see, when you have to reflect and think about it, that's where you get in trouble. Because you want to know, do I want to do my will or the Lord's will? So the way you react can change a person's heart. They can reveal, you can reveal to them how negative they are and how unlovely they are. Uh, you, you know, sometimes people will leave the church in times past and they would want to make up excuses why they didn't like this or they didn't like that or the people, they didn't like certain people. And I said, you don't have to go through all those excuses. You just if you need to leave, that's okay. We love you. You can go. Because I like to leave people peaceably. Amen? As much as life and you live peaceably with all men. So I let them go. I love them. And, you know, they keep calling me back. They want to talk to me. They want counsel. They want advice. And that's fine with me. I love them. Just this week, I got three or four people that have called me and just wanted to talk, wanted to ask me some, some things and get my suggestions. 
So y you can't react the way people re are coming against you. You have to love them even if they aren't in love. Amen? I heard one minister said, if no one else loves, I still have to love. Amen? And you know what? You feel good on the inside when you're able to love when people are not being lovely. So you might say, this is hard, Pastor Chuck. I, I, sometimes I do good and sometimes I don't. Well, that's because you have to get to the next stage, which is the embedded or engrafted action. And people tell me, well, you have to explain that embedded. What does that mean? Well, that means that the word of God is engrafted into your soul. The Bible says the engrafted word, word will, um, will uh, change your soul. It will save your soul in James 1.21. Well, it means that it's branded into your heart just like you brand a cattle. It's, it's seared into your consciousness and into your heart so that you just automatically do what is right. You automatically respond the way Christ would respond. Praise God. So the word of God changes your heart and your reaction. And so what you have to do is meditate on the word. Meditate on those scriptures that teach you how to react. And then ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, bring this to life in me. Brand it into my spirit so that I will react in the way that I'm supposed to react. Praise God. And Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit that I will put on the inside of you that so you'll want to obey me. Amen. So in other words, it's not up to you. God is going to work through you. He's going to change you. So we need the Spirit of God to change us. And last week I talked to Cecilia about how I was putting the healing scriptures on the inside of me. She says, I want, can you tell me those healing scriptures? Can you email them to me? Because I want to have that healing virtue on the inside of me as well. So I did, and she's doing that. She's studying to show herself approved unto God. Now, I have to make a confession because uh, last week also I talked about the love chapter, how we're supposed to walk in love. So I found myself not acting so much in love when I had to take care of some situations over the phone, and the people were kind of pushing me aside, and I said, this is not good. Uh, I don't want to be just pushed aside. Can you just research this a little bit more and, and give me a better answer? And I started looking, listening to myself and say, well, mm, I'm not, not, I must not be embedded enough in the word and the love of God. So I've been starting to do that. Now, there's a story about a guy in the Bible, and you know him. His name is King Saul. And when he was going to be anointed, the Lord told Samuel, go to him and prophesy to him. And, and tell him what I'm going to do. And so in 1 Samuel 10, 6, it says, You will find the prophets of the Lord. This is, he's talking to Saul. You will find the prophets of the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Huh. Uh, you shall prophesy with them, and you shall be turned into another man. And I remember when I first got saved and I read that scripture, I said, that's beautiful. That we don't have to be our old self. The Bible says, well, behold, all things are new. Old things are passed away. We can be a brand new creature in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And here we see it even in the Old Testament. The spirit of the Lord has to change Saul so that he can be different, so that he can be anointed king. And so I'm going to go on and say, the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. It literally means that the Spirit will rush upon thee suddenly. I said, oh, that's so wonderful. The Lord says, yeah, I wanted you to look this up, this another man, so you can get a deeper revelation of it. So I'm sharing it with you. Now, here is the 
definition of another man. Are you ready for this from the Strongest Concordance? It says, suddenly endowed with a capacity and a disposition to act in a manner far superior to your, pu to your previous character and habits. Far superior to the way you used to be. And instead of the simplicity, ignorance, and shyness of a peasant, you will display an energy, a wisdom, and a magnanimity worthy of a king. And I had to look up that word. How many of you know what magnanimity means? I, I didn't know. I didn't even know it was a word. Something, some, something somebody made up. But it actually is a word. Even Aristotle t talked about it. Even Thomas Aquinas talked about it. So now I'm going to talk about it. And this is what it means. I looked it up. The quality of being magnanimous means a loftiness of spirit, enabling one to bear trouble calmly, to disdain meanness or pettiness, and to display a noble generosity in forgiving insults or injury. Can you believe that? That God says, I want to lift you up to the measure of a king, which doesn't take care of uh, or doesn't pay attention to uh, pettiness or meanness. Don't, don't, don't fall down into their way. He says, I want to lift you up. And we are supposed to be kings and priests unto God. So we're supposed to act that way. We're supposed to be of noble mind. We're supposed to be of great character and spirit. Amen. That's what God has called us to, to be and to do. Amen. Now, here's an example of it used in a sentence. Isn't that what we, they teach you in grammar school? We had the magnanimity, or he had the magnanimity, to forgive her for lying about him. Amen. When someone lies about you, we're supposed to be magnanimous. What does that mean? That means don't pay attention to it. R rise up. Be above all that. How many of you want to be in that situation? How many of you want to be changed? Well, we need the Spirit of the Lord to do that. We can read the Word of God, but we have to ask the Spirit of God to be able to enact it in our lives. Can I get an amen? You can read it and say, oh, yeah, I want to do that. But you need the Spirit of the Lord to actually make it alive in your heart so that you're able to do those things. You need the Spirit of the Lord to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You need the Spirit of the Lord to be able to say, Father, lay not this into their charge, as Stephen did. You need to be able to say, I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. Can I get an amen on that? So Saul had no training on being a prophet. He didn't go to school. He didn't go to class. He didn't take any lessons on how to use the spiritual gifts and, and how to use them. But God anointed him just like he's anointed you to be a follower of him, to have his spirit on the inside of you. So God wants to change you. He wants to turn you into another man or another woman. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Can you tell that you're a different person? Can you tell that you react differently? That the way you respond to people is different? If, if not, then you need to put some more word in you. You need the Holy Spirit to activate it in your life. I, I know um, uh, Pastor Gary was talking about how he's changed, how he's been a new creature in Christ. And I was talking to his wife the other day, and she said, oh, yeah, uh, when we were... Uh, Going to date, I told him I didn't want to 
you know, date a guy that doesn't know the Lord. I don't know what he was going to do, how he was going to act. I knew if he knew the Lord, he would keep the straight and narrow because the Lord would be watching over him. So he didn't know what to do. Finally, he said, okay, I'll go to church with you. So they went to church and it was a house and he looked inside and the people were, were hallelujah. And he said, no, I don't want to go and be that kind of a Christian. And she said, no, you got to come in and, and just check it out. And so she, he went in there and the spirit of the Lord hit him. He fell to the ground and he woke up or got up as a new man. All of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord grabbed hold of him. And so they drove home that day and they went to Donna's house, his girlfriend's house at the time. And Donna's mom said, what happened to him? He, he doesn't look like the same. There's a glow about him. Something happened. There's something different. Well, he never changed <laughs> from that point. He kept seeking the Lord. He started memorizing scriptures, and he was making Donna memorize scriptures as well. And so God will change you. I know even when I was uh, first saved and they, at the first church, they wanted me to emcee one of the banquets. And so uh, I had a friend there, and I would go over my notes, and I was going to tell him what I was going to say at the, at the banquet. And he kind of looked at me and said, I don't know, that's not really that funny, and I don't know if that's going to go over that well. I don't really, I don't think it's going to work. And so I said, hmm, but I feel like it's what I'm supposed to say. So I got up there in the banquet, and I started saying these things, and everybody loved it. Everybody was encouraged and strengthened. And so when I sat down, he said, I, I see a difference here. I see when you were just talking in the natural, but when the Holy Spirit got a hold of you, it changed the way you said things, and the Spirit brought it life. So if you want to make a presentation in life, if you want at school, at your job, wherever you, you're going, God will help you speak. In Acts 6.10, it says, They were not able to resist the wisdom and the Spirit with which Stephen spoke. In other words, when you start speaking by the Holy Spirit, things will change. And it says, it came to pass when all that knew Samuel before time, behold, he was prophesying amongst the prophets. Then the people said one to another, what, isn't this Saul? Has he now become a prophet? Because he started hanging around those prophets. When you start hanging around godly people, you'll pick up their habits and you'll be godly too. Praise God. Amen. Because birds of a feather, what? Flock together. So the good news is that this spirit is available to you today, right now. In Acts, it says, and it shall come to pass. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall shall dream dreams. So I don't know what category I'm in, if I'm a young man or an old man, but uh, I'm going to either see visions and dreams. So it's available to us all. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're changed into a new man. Uh, and, and the Pharisees noticed this when Peter and John were in the temple and they arrested him, arrested them, and, and they were speaking to him. And they said in Acts 4.13, Now they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled when they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus because they were talking like Jesus. They had the boldness of Jesus. But it wasn't just Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit that took hold of them because 
And Jesus was with them for three and a half years, but he said this to them. When they arrest you, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. And who's going to give it to him? The Jesus is gone. Only the Holy Spirit. He said, don't worry about what you're going to The Holy Spirit will rise up on the inside of you. Amen? So this is an encouragement to you that you can have the Lord working through you. Because Peter, remember how Peter was. He denied Christ, not once, not twice, but three times. He said, I don't know him. I never met him. I have no knowledge of him. That was before the Holy Ghost came. But when the Holy Spirit came, all of a sudden he had the boldness to say, he said this, he says, uh, in, in Acts 5, 29, we ought to obey God rather than man. You can't shut us up. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you or to God, you judge. Amen. He, he had bold. Do you have boldness where you go in the marketplace and with your friends to say, Jesus Christ lives and he lives on the inside of me. I have to do it. I have to say it because I know if I don't, these people may wind up in hell. And I don't want to have that on my conscience or blood on my hands. I want to be able to say what the Lord has told me to say. And I'm not going to be shy. I'm not going to be uh, timid. I'm going to be bold as the Lord is. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you have to be able also to say no to sin. No to things that people are trying to get you hooked up into. You just have to say, no, I am going to serve the Lord with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength, and all of my mind. So how do you, how do you, how do you get this boldness? How do you get this conviction? It's two steps. Amen? It's easy. It's simple, but it's not completely easy because you have to put some time and effort into it. So the first one is that you have to get the word of God on the inside of you. How many of you know that? Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are life and they are spirit. The words that you read out of the Bible, when you read them, that spirit will jump on the inside of you and all of a sudden you'll have the power of God residing on the inside of you from reading his words. He says, my words have power. They'll not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please. So whatever you're reading, that's what you'll become. Hallelujah. That's good news. So I'm excited. I'm excited to go read the Bible because God's going to speak to me and his spirit's going to confirm what I'm reading. This is exciting. You can be transformed by reading the word of God. And the second thing is you have to praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 22.3 that he inhabits the praises of his people. And you know what inhabit means. It means come and live, not visit, not just come by for a little time. Inhabit means to dwell. It means to stay there. And that's a difference between someone that's just visiting the Lord or allowing the Lord to stay with them. Have you ever had a party and you... Uh, Tell the people, okay, uh, it's kind of, we're breaking up the party. Now it's time to go home. All those that are the dwellers here, they can stay. But those of you that are visiting, you need to go. And sometimes it's kind of hard to get people to go. They, they want to stick around. They enjoy it, you know. And so no matter what hints you give them, like, I got to get up early in the morning, you might, like, uh, you know, get your pajamas on. You might uh, do all kinds of things. But you have to know that God is going to empower you because he inhabits your praise. Praise God. So 
In conclusion, we want to be mature, as it says in Ephesians 4.12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up to reach the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure and fullness of Christ. So if that's you, I want to pray with you right now that God would come and grab hold of you and encourage you to become mature in him. How? By studying his word, putting it in your heart, allowing the Holy Spirit through your praise to just take hold and take over your life. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Guide me all the days of my life so that I can serve you with gladness. So, Father, I ask you to wash away all of my sins, be Lord of my life, and adopt me into your family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And for those of you that said, you know, I made that prayer before, but I haven't been living that way. I need, your, uh, re I need to rededicate myself to you. If that's you, I want you just to pray right now with me. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your long-suffering, that you forgive me of all my sins. I ask to come back to you. Be Lord of my life again and again. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer of either salvation or rededication, I want you to give us a call. Go to our website, and it'll say contact on there. Just hit that tab and let us know that you've made and committed yourself in those prayers, and we will be with you to help you. If you need prayer for any other reason, for healing or whatever you need, we are here for you. You can call that number, and we'll get right back to you. So I thank you for uh, being here. Be attentive to the word, and knowing that God loves you with an everlasting love, he'll never leave you or forsake you. And for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, Amen. Well, we're going to close out our service today with a, a great worship uh, song called Your Grace is Enough. Oh God 